0: Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, Life and Confidence Coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life join me for soulful yet straight talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best vision of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I am your host, Evie, and it is so good to be here with you again for another week for another juicy episode. Before I dive into today's topic, though, I just wanted to extend a really warm thank you from the bottom of my heart to yours for being here for Subscribing to this podcast for tuning in each week and for wanting to elevate your own lives, I just think that that is the best thing ever, and it just feels so lovely to have you here with me. I have had a couple of moments in the last week or so for me personally where I've connected with a few people that I've Uh, shared some of my journey with earlier on but in this last year haven't really been so connected with uh, for various different reasons. Anyway it's kind of been a beautiful opportunity for me to reflect on my journey and I was sharing that the podcast just feels so me, it feels so right and it which is absolute truth it honestly does feel so me and I just really wanted to extend my warm thank yous to everyone for being here and listening. I mean, this wouldn't be possible without you. And so I really, really want to acknowledge you all for being here and for supporting me in this way. And so if you have got some wisdom, some inspiration, some food for thought, and some things to really take an action in your own life, to elevate your life, then I would be forever grateful if you could leave me a review in iTunes and give me some honest feedback about how you found the podcast and what you've taken from it. And of course, sharing it with other people in your own world. As you'll know, in the end of the podcast, I often in my little outro, I share that I really want to create a ripple effect throughout the world a real positive ripple effect and I really truly mean that and so the only way we do that is by sharing is by t- having these important conversations with other people is sharing these ideas and concepts is by getting other people to start to be a little bit more curious about themselves and their own personal development journey So if you feel called, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five star review in iTunes and share this podcast on your socials, message it to your friends and bring these conversations to light in your own personal world. That would mean so, so much to me. Alrighty, let's dive in. I want to talk about the two voices inside of us today we do have two voices. Yes, like, what? Oh my god, what do you mean? That there's two different voices. I remember learning this hmm, a wee while ago now, quite some years ago, and, you know, in my childhood, my teenage years, and my very early 20s, I just thought I was one person, and I just had one inner voice, and that was just that. Like, there, was, there wasn't two voices, and so... For some of you maybe this is a new foreign concept so I just want to peel back the layers and, and talk to this idea a bit more and teach you some of the ways that you can identify the two voices I also just want to say that this is something that I normally support clients through in a one-to-one coaching series about how to dial down their inner critic and how to ramp up their intuition and really start to listen to that, to trust in that and use that as their guiding light. So please know that um, this is a topic that I'm often asked about, something that I love teaching and coaching around. And so I wanted to share it here in a nice little bite-sized podcast so that you can come back to this at any time if you need a little reminder or you get a little bit confused about what are the two different voices and how to differentiate them. So save this one, share it with your friends, it's going to be a goodie. All so, two voices. Yes, we do. We do have two voices in our heads, or in our bodies, rather. We have two inner dialogues. The first inner dialogue, the first voice, is what I like to call the inner critic. And you might call it the ego Or you may also have called it the inner mean girl, or those are some of the common names. So inner critic, your critic, or inner mean girl, or your ego. doesn't actually matter what name we call it, right? Just that we call it a name. So it is important to name it as opposed to say, oh, that's just my inner voice, because the inner critic is not who you are. Yes, it's a part of who you are. It was developed as our, our sort of primal instincts, our safety voice of, hey, watch out for that fair coming. Uh, but it's not who you are. So naming it is really important. So you'll notice that I always call it my inner critic or the inner critic. So I would suggest adopting a name that feels really good for you. Doesn't matter what, just name it because it's not who you are. So, your inner critic is that fear based voice in your head that says, You're not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever enough. You'll never get that job. You'll never get the boy, the house, the lifestyle that you want. Don't even bother. Like, just don't even go there. It's not worth it. You're never going to be enough. Does that sound familiar? It's pretty awful, right? It's pretty nasty. It's almost always negative, it comes up with so many questions about what ifs and what about this thing and what if this happens and it's really designed to keep us safe. And I know that can kind of sound really odd (laughs) as we're new to this area of work and thinking about the inner critic because it feels so real. Like sometimes uh, it can feel so real when you're actually in it, like you're like that's just my voice, like maybe I'm just a negative person, like that's just who I am. And I know certainly for me and numerous clients that I've coached through this resonate with this idea that it feels like it's them because they've spent so much time in their minds, so much time listening to this voice. And you've got to remember that this is the voice that's fostered in society. And unless we had really conscious parents and a beautiful upbringing that brought some awareness to these topics and ideas, then we're not really taught this stuff, right? So it's okay not to know, and it's okay to have lived a lot of your life in your inner critic, or listening to your inner critic rather. But please know that there's an alternative, and you can absolutely dial that down if it's not serving you. And 99% of the time, it doesn't serve you. But it is there for a reason. So let's wind back and talk a little bit about why we have an inner critic. So the inner critic was designed way, way back. It's our negative thoughts, right? Designed way back as a really primal instinct within us to identify fears, uh, danger, and essentially to alert us to the fact that there could be some potential danger and therefore we shouldn't do that thing or we should keep ourselves small and safe and in our comfort zones to protect us. So way back that would have been saving us from a lion, that would have been don't eat those poisonous berries, remember those poisonous berries, remember those poisonous berries, don't eat them, and, and not thinking about the good stuff or not reminding ourselves of all the wonderful things that are around us. So it holds on to these negative things or the potential fear or potential danger that we're going to walk into to keep us safe and to keep us alive. But if we fast forward to today's day and age, those fears are so different, right? Because we live in a very different world, a different society. Today's fears are like, oh, you don't match that Instagram model, you don't look like that, your body shape's not the same, and therefore you're X, Y, and Z. Or it'll say, don't go after that job promotion because you might not get it. And if you don't get it, then you're going to look like a fool and you're going to feel awful about yourself and you should just not even bother, just stay in your comfort zone. Or it's about how to look a certain way or be a certain way to fit in or to belong in society to keep ourselves safe but can you see that that's not so helpful right because the today's fear or the perceived fear that our inner critic is trying to alert us to does not necessarily mean that we shouldn't do that thing and if we live in that place and we just feed our inner critic constantly and we don't have any tools to drop out of it then it can feel pretty awful Because it's literally searching for all of the negative things, for all of the fear, for all of the what ifs, for all of the buts, for all of the big question marks. And it doesn't teach us a way to move through that or to deeply trust in ourselves or to know that we're going to protect ourselves. And we're going to be okay, regardless of this potential fear that the inner critics alerting us to. So that's why it's there, right? It's a part of who we are. Our job is never ever to get rid of it completely. Our job is to change our relationship with it, to see it for what it is, to use it if we need to, because sometimes it has some legitimate questions for us, but to not to get stuck in that place, because it's a really awful place to live your life, and I know I certainly lived majority of my early years in that voice, in that, in that mindset, but I promise you it's you, you can absolutely turn that around. Yes my inner critic still pops up from time to time but I'm so quick at noticing it, so quick at turning it down and so quick at using my intuition as my guiding light instead. So it's possible for you. Alrighty so how to identify what's your inner critic? The inner critic will be obviously that negative fear-based voice, right? So it's often the negative fears, the what-ifs, the buts, the questions. It'll be, it'll talk really quickly, right? It'll be like, but what about this and this and this and this and have you thought about this and don't go do that thing. And it's often really fast paced. It's got lots of questions for you. It's firing stuff at you and it'll be really over the show, like jumping from this idea to this idea and what about this thought and this question, etc. So that's kind of what it sounds like, right? And then I want you to tune into how it makes you feel. I would actually play around with this as a little fun exercise of just like noticing what the fear feels like when you're actually sitting in it. But it can, it can be a really good way to start to identify, is this my inner critic or is this my intuition talking here? So how does your inner critic make you feel? Ask yourself those questions. I'm going to give you some clues. Uh, but essentially the inner critic's going to feel dark, tight, constrictive, icky. It's going to make you feel pretty awful on the inside. Like it's a fear, right? It's just like you're sitting in the fear. So it feels tight, dark, constrictive. It'll feel really icky. It'll feel uncomfortable you might notice that your heart rate increases or you take short shallow breaths or you feel really tight in your body or tight in your chest so notice how it makes you feel because that's going to give you wonderful clues because the body never lies right your your feelings are never going to tell you false information it's it's the truth right but your inner critic's going to be able to reason you out of it <laughs> so so trust in the in the feelings so that's a bit about the inner critic, why we have it, what it sounds like, what it makes us feel like, and how it's so often uh, a, a really ingrained thing in us, because this is what society fosters and adopts and kind of teaches us, like think things through, like make sure you have a think about it, don't feel about it, and you know, using logic, using reason, and being safe, playing it safe, being a good girl, staying in your comfort zone, pleasing other people etc. Can you see how that kind of idea and those thoughts tend to keep us stuck in that inner critic voice or fosters that relationship with it? Alrighty, let's now talk about the other voice, which is almost like complete opposite to the inner critic, and I call that your intuition. When I say intuition, I like to name it like your inner knowing, it's your inner tuition, it's your guiding light, it's that beautiful loving voice of reason within you and you know sometimes people might call that your gut feeling or your instincts, your gut instincts or um, yeah, your, your inner knowing, your inner, inner wisdom or perhaps your soul's voice. Those are some other words that you might uh, hear me interchange it with or other people as well. So your intuition is that beautiful, loving, deep, reassuring voice within you. And I like to also call that your soul's voice or it's like your inner guidance. It's your inner compass. And I believe that we can all deeply trust in our intuition. But you see, again, it's not fostered. It is so often yeah not what we're taught to do right we are taught to live in our heads to think things through to be logical etc and so so often that intuition is not fostered it's not something that's strengthened and it's not something that's encouraged to be listened to or to use as your guiding light it's so often the other way around so this is where, as a general rule of thumb, people tend to find that their inner critic is super loud, and they spend a lot of time listening to the inner critic, and the intuition on the other hand is something that's often really, really quiet, or it's just little tiny whispers from now and again, or uh, it, yeah, it's not something that we often use on a day-to-day basis, and so sometimes we might have an intuitive pull, or... An intuitive hit or it tells us something or some piece a piece of information but we don't act on it and follow through because it's something that we don't we're not taught to trust in we're taught to actually think things through and, and use our logical minds to make our decisions right so we all have an intuition as well you all have an intuition it's just whether or not you can hear it that loudly and if you choose to follow through on its guidance. And like I said, often this is the way that it's not fostered, it's not really something that's strengthened. But as always, you can 100% turn it around. So the intuition often sounds and feels really different from the inner critic. So the intuition often doesn't really have a lot of words to say, if at all. Sometimes it might be like, Oh yep, yeah, you just need to do that. Or yes, that's right. Or no, that situation doesn't feel good for me. Or I get a funny feeling about that person. Or no, it's just not quite fitting right with me. It doesn't feel good. And so notice here that I'm often using a lot of feeling words as well, because often the inner critic, sorry, the intuition, often the intuition is more of a feeling than a lot of words. So sometimes there's a there's a few words or a sentence or like, yep, just gotta do that thing, but often it's more of a feeling. So that's where we get that that idea of the gut feeling or your instincts. It's like a yeah, it just feels right, or no, that doesn't feel quite right, that's not right for me right now. So it's often just like a yes or a no, or a yeah that feels good, or yeah that no, that doesn't feel good for me, don't do that. So often it's just a yes or a no type of thing, or there's actually a third option. So it could be like a yes, yep, that feels really good. It could be, uh, oh, no, it's a no, but it's it could be a maybe later down the track, but it's just a no for now, or it's a definite no. <laughs> so that's a bit about your intuition. It's more a feeling than a whole lot of words. So you'll have that feeling of yes or or no, or right, or no doesn't quite feel right for me. But also notice how it makes you feel in general in your body. So often when your intuition's telling you something, it feels warm. It feels really light. It feels so reassuring. It's like this beautiful warm hug. It's like, yep, you've got this. It's this deep sense of knowing it'll feel light and expansive. It'll feel really freeing. It'll feel really grounding at the same time though. So complete opposite to inner critic almost, you know, inner critic was dark, constrictive, icky, tight, whereas this is like free, grounding, open, expansive, loving, reassuring. So I hope this helps to start plant the ideas around these two different voices that we have within us and how they make us feel and how we can differentiate between the two when doing some of this inner work. And you know, this is a really big topic and I'm sure I'm going to be sharing more about inner critic because it's something that pops up for pretty much every single client that I work with. And it's a really important one when we're talking about wanting to ramp up our self belief, our self trust, our self worth again, and feel really confident from the inside out because it's... You know, the inner critic so often gets in the way of those things. It it pulls us into the doubt, it questions us all the time, it puts us down, it says we're not worthy or good enough, and it makes us feel pretty shitty on the inside. And so, of course, we don't feel confident then, right? So you can see how talking about this and coaching people through this is really important part of really ramping up your self-worth, self-belief, and your inner confidence, so I'm sure I'm going to be talking more about this, but I just wanted to have this as a nice little bite-sized reference piece for you all to come back to if you're ever unsure about what voice is telling you what thing. So if this is the case for you, and say you've got a decision, for example, and you're like, I don't know which option I should do, my head and my inner critic is telling me one thing and my intuition's telling me another thing, or you have these conflicting ideas or, uh, you know, stories or, or things that are going on internally for you, then I would sit down and work through what each of those voices are telling you. I always suggest starting with the inner critic first, so writing down what the inner critic has to say to you, because that's the thing that's probably going to be the loudest. It's probably going to be the thing that has the most to say. And it's almost like that, um, like the nagging, the nagging friend or the the nagging person in the background saying but what about this and this and this and this and have you thought about this and what about this? No, don't do that thing. That feels really scary, etc. And so if we don't give it some airtime, if we don't hear it out first, it's going to come back louder and louder until you start to listen. Because remember, its job is to keep you safe. It's to alert you to the fact that there's some potential danger and fears that you're about to walk into that you need to be really aware of so that you can keep yourself safe and protected. So, Hear that out first, and then you know that's probably the easier of the two to identify, and then see if you can spend some time fostering and developing that intuition, so that you can lean into that and use that as it, as your guiding light, to use that as your loving reassurance and your inner compass or your inner knowing. It always know and knows, and I really deeply believe that we can all trust in our intuition. Sometimes it doesn't make logical sense all of the time, but it will never lead you astray. We can always look back in hindsight and say, ah, yeah, I just knew I had to do that thing, and I went after it, and it didn't really make sense at the time, but now I can see that it was the right thing for me. I'm sure we've all had examples of that in our lives as well. So, I'm sure there'll be more to come on this, but I hope that's a wonderful starter. I hope it is insightful and gives you some key differentiations between the two voices. And so you can choose which one you want to live your life from. You can choose which one you want to live in and use as your inner guidance. I know which one I would choose. So until next week, beauties, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you again next week with another episode bye wasn't that epic for all of the details and things we talked about in today's show you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast